have getting have people fed. Start the stream, and then we can have you talk about that. But uh, I mean, Sheridan, okay. Sheridan has to talk about his thing, but you can bring it up. But why don't we get this recorded, and then other right. people can, you know? Yeah, we're twenty minutes into recording time. Oh, yeah. are we? Yeah, it's one twenty. Now recording. Welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable. It is Saturday, December twelfth, two twenty-one p.m. I have Ariel, Fedoni, Mia, Sheridan, and uh, myself here. I guess I have myself here. I don't know if that's syntact- syntactically correct, but I'm here. We are a basic income advocacy podcast. Uh, my name is Shale, by the way, if you're just listening and can't see this. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're having an open discussion today. We don't have a guest, but uh, it's always an interesting uh, news cycle in 2020. So uh, what's going on, guys? Well, Sheridan said he wanted to uh, talk about some stuff before the show. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did uh, you want me to? I, I did not want, did not not know you wanted no, that no, off no, the stream. Fine. I thought you wanted to start the stream and then talk about it. I want to start the stream with this bit. Yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah, go for it. The stream Uh, just started. Because this is about a very recent bit of news. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard released an amendment to uh, change Title IX as it's enforced at uh, universities receiving federal funding so that trans people would not receive this scholarship money Mm -hmm. uh, because of how Tulsi wants Title IX to be properly in air quotes, interpreted as uh, men and women have biological distinctions. So she effectively wants to ban trans people from getting sports scholarships without providing any alternative or any kind of nuance. She just wants to flat out turf up uh, the entire university uh, sporting leagues. She just wants to completely remove trans women because she doesn't view them as actual women simply because they have a small uh, advantage in some sports. I really disagree with uh, Tulsi on this one, particularly myself. So I also disagree with her. And that was an argument I got on uh, Twitter with. um, And you guys can check out my Twitter timeline and see who I was arguing with. Uh, It will provide them the respect of a fellow Yang gang to not name drop them here, but they were arguing that uh, trans people should be cut out of this uh, opportunity because it's blotting out cis women's opportunities for money. And I, I, I just think it's completely absurd in the context of all of our federal government, which has historically been geared against trans and gay people already, that I think a cis woman should sit down and shut the fuck up in this regard. Like, she she does not have the proper authority to even defend this kind of an amendment if they want to be humanity first. And that was one of the things I also tweeted, that I was today years old when I realized not everyone in the Yang Gang is humanity first. I mean, of course there's going to be, you know... uh... Not everyone's going to be compatible with other people in the Yang gang, right? Um, and, you know, it is unfortunate that not everyone has humanity first as their, um, you know, guiding light, if you will. But, you know, that's just where we are in society, too. Like, it's unfortunate that w- this is even a thing we have to talk about, really. I mean, I, I like... I don't know if you guys knew this, but like oh, I dated, uh, I dated a trans uh, male to female um, individual, and they're one of the best people I've ever met in my life, right? And like 
they have to fight for you know equality it, it's not in south carolina uh no they were in um okay. iowa but like um regardless though it, it, it's uh i know who you're talking about that that's my friend not the person i mm. dated <laughs> okay. um yeah but i have friends that are right and it's just like they they have to go through so much pain and judgment for simply existing like can't you let it go and let them be who they feel like is authentic to themselves like it shouldn't even be a political issue i even argued that like especially since we are discussing this in regards to federal funding uh, trans people already have a hard time getting into these positions to even apply for such a scholarship so i think that whatever advantage they may have on the field is vastly outweighed by the social disadvantages they have to face. Right. A lot of people in the Yang Gang are like clout first and humanity second. <laughs> if we're being honest. Yes. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> right. I yeah. Don't worry. Time I think that's, that's a lot out. to say about people. That's a you know, clout is a thing that so... everybody wants to a degree. We want to, you know, get our word out. Yeah, there. but but not at the expense yeah. of like other people just being like suffering. Rather, yeah, but how does suffer. I don't see how cloud is related to having a bad opinion about like <laughs> like Tulsi is having. Oh my goodness, I got a guest here. <laughs> um. Well, it, I think it's more of a priority and where your values are positioned. Like, if you want attention over doing what's right for humanity you shouldn't have the humanity first motto as part right. of your gang gang arsenal. Yeah. Agreed. Well, it's interesting Agreed. that we have different definitions of what humanity first means then, you know, if you think about it, we, we aren't using the same definition. Well, like if you, if you're helping out and the camera is on and then once the camera is off, you're like, okay, get me the hell out of here. I don't want to be with these people anymore. Yeah. That's, that's, that's humanity second. Like that's definitely right. the second kind of that. Yeah. Right. It's it's like, oh, the cameras are on. Oh, hi. How are you? Oh, I'm so lovely. Oh, wait, the cameras are off. Yeah. Get, Trump, get lost. Trump oh, chucking paper towels <laughs> reminds me of that humanity second mentality. Right. It's like, oh, does helping this people going to make me look good? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. Okay. I like, oh, did anyone see that? <laughs> how the two yeah. subjects were directly related to each other, you know, so mm-hmm. that's. You know, obviously, yeah, everybody should be, like, authentic all the time about how they are, you know, presenting themselves as much as possible. But we do have personas also that we create mm-hmm. when we're in front of cameras subconsciously. So there's a bit of that, too. There, there's also uh, But it's humanity. gone too far. Grace and forgiveness. So, you know, when it comes down to it, let's try and, uh, let's try and be yeah. as together as we can about everything in general. I, I'm I'm right there with you in most respects, but this kind of follows that uh, Ellen gaffe. Uh, mm-hmm. You kind of can't be friends with people who want you dead, and that's that's really what this Tulsi amendment is doing. It is banning people from getting money to feed themselves in school. Yeah, that's that's why I was saying that those are two separate issues. Like, I agree with you on that. I don't think that people should like um, uh, 
like I, I absolutely agree that trans people are at a significant disadvantage in a lot of ways and need more help and that we need to um, reject this kind of thinking regarding that. I just don't think that um, the choice to um, espouse that has anything to do with clout necessarily. You are choosing to be a bad person and ride a bad train, but that's your bad opinion. Yeah, no, I wasn't. Ta- I, I, I was talking about in general. I don't know what you're hey, saying, but I'm talking well, about it. Yeah. Okay, I, I have something I want to present, though, just as it popped in my head. Um, you know, like a lot of these people have never really had a voice before. Right. And I think some of these people might not even realize how offensive their opinions are. Right. And, and finally, for the first time, people are hearing their thoughts and they're like not agreeing with it. Right. Um, but I mean, in my opinion, awareness alone is curative. Right. If you are, especially if someone's being gentle about, you know, a perspective and explaining it to you. That's when I get through to people, not through Twitter battles, not through, you know, uh, bashing anybody, but it's through conversations of like, don't you see, um, you know, like how this is affecting the other person? Like, and, and, but not like, don't you see, but kind of like walk them through the process of it. And I've seen many people transform into, you know, better versions of themselves by simply taking the time to have those conversations. But, you know, um, if you never had a voice and you you voiced it for the first time, you know. No, no, I'm not talking about that. Say, I'm talking about people who have always had a voice and they just talk the mic, or they just like, uh, or they get a voice. But then when other people want a voice, they don't let the other people talk. They just hog or or, or let them, or or only give them a platform to kind of like forward their agenda. Or then deplatform them, or or just see like what's going to get me the most people, and it's like okay, it's you know you know you got your voice, you got you kind of got your time, and but, then that's is great. I also want to point out, like I'm I'm t- I hate that these people are doing this, okay, but I'm also trying to be mm-hmm. a realist, okay. So some of these people, like they got these ideas from their parents and their parents' parents, and they were li- living in these little bunkers, if you will, of information based on like what their particular area was like thinking is right right maybe they've Mm -hmm. never even encountered somebody who they uh have formed an opinion about right they've never had an no no i'm I'm not even talking about people who have like the wrong opinion or they shouldn't i'm I'm I'm, even even people who who i agree with even people who 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 are i agree with but it's like you have a different approach or you have an idea and you want to like get it through or tell them about the idea or collaborate it's like even they are are just like oh is it going to get me like more and if it's not then i don't even want to listen to like a new idea or a new form of messaging because it's just not going to bring me more eyeballs it's like at that point it's like come on like you know that's that's what i'm getting at i'm not getting at like oh some people out there are offensive and they just want attention i'm just saying even the people who i agree with I just see that they're they're not doing anything that's like fruitful in a positive sense. It's all about the attention, but it's not about like the, the mission. It's all about like how can I get the most attention? The mission be damned, you know, because like I'm in the spotlight. Think about that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I I think that uh the problem that I'd like it feels like we're talking about two separate issues here entirely. Like from what Sheridan was trying to talk about to what you're trying to talk about in a way. Like I don't really. Yeah. That's where the issue seems to be is like we're having trouble connecting those two concepts to each other because Sheridan was talking specifically about something yeah. that Tulsi, you know, it, it's um, it's a specific but, but before they specific said kind it. of thing that uh, 
certain people are siding with. It's a bad opinion. It doesn't necessarily have to do with trying to get attention if you have a bad opinion. You can ha- get a yeah, no, it's different. When 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 he said when he said humanity, some people in the Yanging are in humanity first, and I said clout first. I meant that in general. So that's just what I was getting at. But I, I already said my point about like that's all they want, that's all they care about. And they can do them. I mean, there's no law against any of this. People are free to be who they are, but it's like when I notice that, it turn I'm just saying it personally turns me off. It it personally bothers me because I grew up in a in a culture here in LA, like, like the Hollywood kind of stuff. And I said, there's so many important issues that we are ignoring so many things that aren't being addressed, just so we can like know about Britney Spears shaving her head or Angelina or or Brad Pitt doing uh, and and stuff. And and it always it always bothered me that it's like, why aren't we talking about like, how much these schools like aren't teaching and aren't helping and the you know, you know, things. So, so it's, it's a little, that stuff is a little personal for me. But I was just putting that out there into the ether. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Sheridan, you can go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my issue was specifically about uh, Tulsi and it's, it just, I do apologize. I uh, realize I was making correlation because of Ariel's generalization onto May. I am so sorry. Oh, uh, I didn't mean to make that, but uh, yeah, with this Tulsi uh, bill specifically, it's it's really upsetting, and <laughs> I guess I'm kind of grateful for it because it is exposing a lot more of the uh, edge case transphobes who are want want to hide behind a veil of some kind of sports fairness. Now they can uh, be properly exposed. This is one of those things where I feel like the government shouldn't really even be involved in regulating it. Exactly. Like, why? I, so guys, none of it. What's happening right now? is individual states are interpreting Title IX differently. So California is allowing trans people to play in their uh, athletic circuits, but Alabama, for example, isn't. Uh, Tulsi wants to provide this amendment to provide clarity to uh, these states that there is a biological distinction between men and women to prevent trans people from getting these uh, women's sports scholarships. But she doesn't provide any alternative. I, I don't that even think other than guys, banning them. I don't even think that the state should be involved in like marriage. What was any of their business? You know? oh, I completely agree. But unfortunately, it's it's definitely a legal institution because there's tax right. benefits. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, that's the thing. But but the funny thing is, is that like the 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 government never gets involved when like young people have qualms with what's going on in their life. It's like, you are not a human being until you reach the age of 21. Like before you're 21 years old, you might as well be property because nobody really listens to your voice or what you want or thing, a thing and always assumes that like, you're just not old enough and shit like that. But like, if you, 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 you can have like the worst guardians or the worst, you know, people, people around you who are actually supposed to do that. But like you, you have, as a young person, like you, you have no rights because you're not making any money and you are legally not allowed to make any money either. I can only imagine that's a lot worse for the trans people who are out there trying to get those grants that Tulsi has told them they are not able to get now or well, would be unable to get. This is really, I like Tulsi to an extent, like she's not my favorite, but I don't dislike her. And I thought she was better than this, to be honest. Honestly, uh, I've 
I think I hit the nail on the head discussing it this morning with my uh, wonderful girlfriend. Uh, I was describing how I also like Tulsi in her anti-war stance, but uh, and in her stance for UBI. But in both of those stances, they never felt truly like authentic for a human reason. It always felt a bit shallower than that. Like it's just saving money to not go to war, and it's saving money to replace our social net. That's what I get the vibe off of Tulsi. She's a definitely more of a moderate Democrat. I'd describe her as. Yeah, seeing those things from a financial position is definitely not the uh, empathetic direction to be coming from. But uh, see, decisions like this, though. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Okay. Go, go. Okay. Um. So the thing they don't realize is, like, literally every time something like this happens, well, almost literally every time. Um. You know, I I see. Uh. You know, like my friend who is trans. Uh. Have an emotional breakdown. You know, like this literally is affecting their emotions by making these kind of decisions. You know, we 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 can't control how others react, but we can be fucking mindful about what we're saying and doing to these people's lives. Right. It's just like ripping away something. You know, maybe it was never even something that would have uh, applied to them. Right. But I mean, they care about, you know like themselves or if they had children or if they had a a friend or a sibling or a you know whatever it is like this is emotionally impacting people and could be traumatizing yeah absolutely you know we um we absorb everything that people do around us whether or not it's intended to affect us specifically or not if we're on in that situation and somebody makes a decision that affects us we are going to absorb that mentally you know And this is the whole thing where the where I just think the meritocracy is crap because I mean like if you grew up in like a loving, caring environment versus like an environment of like abandonment and abuse, it, it, it of course that's gonna like affect the rest of your life and your energy and your depression levels. And it's not just as simple as like oh you don't want to work, you're lazy. It's like it you know it's it's just bullshit at this point. It's it's like we, we, we have to look at the situation holistically, not just like, you know, one little thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, disappointed. Disappointed is the word I would use for how I feel about that uh, Tulsi thing. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I am disappointed as well. That's part of a religious thing. She's still in that like thing. Did she say something about like, gays before oh yeah they shouldn't get married but then she like said like oh yeah i was wrong about that and then she's doing this her dad i i religious she was brought up in a very religious uh, atmosphere and he was very anti-gay and he was active in that community like he'd go out and and protest and he'd bring her along so she's got a lot of uh training in that area baggage (laughs) and i so so I thought she had gotten over it and I thought that she was really like moving on from it as best as possible. You know, I came from a Roman Catholic background and there were a lot of really bad things I don't believe anymore myself. I wouldn't want people to assume just because at one time I was going along with my family that that meant that me as an adult now feels the same. But uh, this kind of says something different about Tulsi than what she's professed. Yeah. And there's also um, like, I I guess, trends. So I always say policy is far more important than the person. And that the policy is the person. Right. I, I guess trans is sometimes a bridge too far, even though it shouldn't be. 
even remember when Faye brought her uh, uh, South Carolina friend in here. She said that they had a gay relationship, but then when she said she was trans, like the gay partner started like using and attacking and like going all crazy. So I guess that's like even for gay, there, there's some like anti-trans gay people, which is pretty ironic. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay, yeah. It, it, I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's also what you're exposed to a lot of it. And uh, there's, if you're not somebody who's from that position, it can be hard to speak to somebody who uh, doesn't understand it. Like, um, it's hard to talk to somebody about how it feels to be a trans person if you're not a trans person. So when you're trying to communicate these ideas and you're having arguments with people who've never had those experiences, they don't really take you seriously as somebody representing that. They see you as somebody who's just getting smoke blown up their ass and going to say whatever it takes to win the argument just like them. It's kind of like a Jew getting mad at like another Jew for like like having too many Jewish mannerisms or something. <laughs> I don't quite think so. Okay. Uh, but on a bit of lighter news, uh, I got a new job recently. I'm not sure if I shared that with you guys. No, you don't. Yeah, I I am now an electrical manager for a small home manufacturer. Yeah. So we're making little uh, nine-foot container homes, and uh, they are really great. Those sound cute. Yeah, they are. They they really are. Um, we have uh, two models, like a fancy one and then a more basic one. Oh, sorry, guys. I was commenting. Ignore me. <laughs> it's okay. Um, and I've started that uh, this week. Uh, and just yesterday, I went to and made my first purchase order, like two, over $2,000 of equipment and bits to install these electrical systems. But definitely very exciting stuff. So where did the homes go to afterwards, these little homes? They're uh, twenty dollars to $50,000. So to anyone who's low income, really. That's beautiful. That's nice. Um, are there like, is there a lot of demand for that right now? Well, I... Uh, listened yesterday to a couple that came in and were like, we only have uh, about, uh, they only had like, uh, I think it was like 50 to 60,000 to spend on a new home because they just got evicted from their home because of this crisis and they lost their job. Um, So uh, there's definitely a lot of demand, especially with this current crisis. That's both sad and good that there's like an option for scaling down. Yeah, and it's a much better option than like mobile homes because mobile homes really aren't that mobile. Uh, these shipping containers can really be re-anchored to any foundation anywhere and be shipped really cheaply. Like I think $500 to go from one end of the country to the other. That's really cool. What are you snickering about there, Ariel? Is, um, I was looking something up. that you, you know when we talked about like people and policies and... Uh, so for some people, it's all about the person and not about the policies. This guy uh, photoshopped uh, Trump's face over a Bernie Sanders tweet <laughs> and put it in <laughs> Donald Trump Reddit, and they all agreed with it. <laughs> oh, my. And this is on... <laughs> I guess, I guess we'll what to do now. Uh, for our, for our uh, <laughs> audio-only audience, this, this image is of Bernie Sanders talking about wages subsidized by the government, and it has a bunch of national flags. 
Canada at the top, $2,000 a month, and then going down uh, through the developed countries to America with 0% wage coverage. And it's an international embarrassment. The working class needs our help now. And that's that's a Bernie tweet, but they just threw on <laughs> Donald Trump's face and Twitter handle and just posted it into Reddit. And it's like taking off. It's like, damn right. <laughs> Well, that just shows. I mean, that just goes to show you they they, they don't we, think we for agree. themselves, right? That that it, it, it's it's just bullshit. Like all of this like stuff. So we know what to do. We just need to get like Yang's ideas, and then who, who like all these stupid fanatics who just like worship the person and not the policies. Just Photoshop their names all over his ideas, and then these dumbass fanatics who have no critical thinking skills will just vote, will just agree with all of it. <laughs> so there's this guy um, who comes to Humanity Hangs named Chris Matthews. I don't know if he ever listens to the roundtable, but if he does, he's getting the shout out right now. Who's mm-hmm. in Australia? Who um, they changed over a law or something like that by basically going in and um, making boomer memes. And then bombing Facebook with them um, in the direction of the opposite of what they would normally think. So, like, making them ultra-patriotic would be the way we would do it here in the U.S. Um, and just spamming them in there and leaving no comment and then leaving. That's what they would do. Just to try to influence the opinion and introduce the ideas to an audience that otherwise would never listen to it. And you don't go in there and you don't start arguing with them afterwards or anything like that. You just let things sink in. Just a quick meme, a quick catch, catchy thing. And then let that just simmer for a while. Right. <laughs> like so, so this is actually a fallacy that people operate by, which is called identity. Uh, wait, no, what is it? Um, I want to say it's identity politics, but I don't think that that's not the fallacy that I'm thinking of. Like mistaken identity or something. No, I mean Whatever they uh, they associate um, a, a product with the person they like, right? So. You know, right. if you're trying to sell makeup or whatever and you have a big famous star that has all this clout, you know, uh, they will assume that because their fa- their favorite person likes it, they um, do uh, should like it, you know? That's what I'm saying. It's the politics of clout. It's it's like everything is about fucking cl- it's, it's about freaking clout. It's not about, like, is this right? Is this wrong? It's like, is the person saying it have a lot of clout? Is he famous? Yes. Oh, okay, then I agree with it, too. But it's almost like a reversal right. of the fake yeah. news, right? Like, right. Was it say, a reversal? Well, because like um, when you're talking about they went in there um, uh, with the the Photoshop tweet, right? Um, mm-hmm. They they used his uh, likeness, right? And mm-hmm. it it convinced people that that's the way to go, but. Um, you know, people are following through with it because of that fallacy. <laughs> like, like, uh, and and the fake news. They so don't it's check only real it for news. Six to one, uh, like right. it's fake, right? So mm-hmm. because it sells more. Um, and then you combine that with all the other things that are kind of like trying to be presented into the world, and like, what, what do you expect the citizens to believe in anymore? Like, you can't even trust what you're looking at online because it could be photoshopped. Right, right, yeah. I've been se- been seeing some weird images, you know. I'm like, that kind of looks photoshopped, but I don't know, you know. Not like, to mention if we have, if we ever have deep fake uh, from the Biden administration, is they are actually getting a uh, department of misinformation together 
to help combat these things because deep fakes are definitely coming on to the scene and going to far more disastrous than any photoshopping. I mean, it is good for us to like fact check things, right? I mean, as a society, we should know what how to align with truth, you know? Like, uh, but if nobody knows what the truth Everybody is, just wants to align with the oh, okay, so this this finally like outweighs this facts don't care about you your feelings that the conservatives, you know, go on and on about because the minute the facts didn't care about their feelings when it came to the election. Ah, Yeah, they're still doing that. Have you seen the insanity that they're doing right now? In D.C., there are a bunch of Trump people with guns around the Supreme Court. Oh, my God. Idiots. A quick shout out to um, Shai Schaefer Yang watching us on YouTube. Hi, just saying hello. Hi. I guess he wasn't as shy as I thought. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think shy is a female one, just putting that out there. If oh. it's spelled uh, C-H-E-Y, is that what it is? If, if oh, that's okay. it, because I think it's a female. But anyway. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you. <laughs> Sorry, someone else was saying something. Uh, it's simmering memes. Yeah, no, I was just making a quick joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, that's the... Uh, I don't. I don't know. That's the crux of the whole issue. It's. Uh, it's like all brands, and it's not ideas, and that's that's pretty sad. Well, not I mean, really. It's, 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 it's kind of a yeah. human truism. We're more emotional than rational, so you have to give good emotional yeah, reasons. Well, you know, emotion yeah. falls out of um, a rational need. We need to be able to understand when somebody has good intentions for us, when we have somebody has bad intentions for us. I think that actually what we don't need is necessarily less emotion in things. We need to better be able to read emotion and understand it in context. Well, we need a healthy balance, I think. But we also need to be able to use that emotion to power passion towards actual solutions, right? Having a bunch of people outside the Supreme Court with guns is not actually going to put food in people's mouths, right? Right. Yeah, it's not. Honestly, if... If there was one place more likely to put bullets in their mouth, where protesting with political intimidation like that would be appropriate, would be Mitch McConnell's and Nancy Pelosi's offices. Or yeah. yeah, that would be where that pressure would be appropriately pl- applied to get cash relief. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, but see, I I just want to put something out there. The the comment you just made um, could you know if we were Trump and we said something like that people would mobilize and do something like that, right? Which would put more people in danger. You know, I, I see what you're saying, but, like, we do have power with our words. And, I, like, you know, truth that might... Be honest, if we had such a great leftist uh, icon that could organize such feats, uh, it would have far better effects than the current right without a cause uh, protesting that we're seeing. Because right. even uh, political scientists identify conservatism as a reactionary ideology. Uh, it only appears in reaction to uh, yeah. left policies. And oh, now yeah. that it's so abundant, that we're so pulled so far right in the Overton window, that there really isn't that much left of, leftism to be re- reacting against. So they're just reacting against the common beliefs of liberal democracy. If there was to rally the left to the degree that Trump rallied the right, we would probably never get to this point because the ideas would be embraced. Well, the, I agree. I agree. Well, the RNC didn't not be upset like this if we had an actual leftist who was capable of moving the needle in the way that people want it moved. 
Well, the the RNC, I don't think rigged the election against Trump, but the DNC definitely did it against Sanders and Yang, <laughs> and to a, to a extent Tulsi too. So it's like the RNC let well, like. But this. why don't we freaking challenge the news crews to actually, you know, look at real news? I mean, they are not investigating. That's what I've been they talking about all the time. The, we we really what? Okay, just play with me for a second for this imagination kind or you know what I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah. so imagine <laughs> if we had. All of these camera crews not on the front steps. One, that wouldn't rally all these people to the front steps in the wrong places, right? If these cameras were on actual, like, you know, people doing good or people working on things or here's the problem, here's some solutions, you know, that would be the best use of their power. But no, they don't do that. We don't put pressure on the media at all to make sure that they are reporting the right kind of news. Now, for like me, you know, I'm just an individual. I'm just a single person who knows how to operate my cell phone, right? And I can do better news reporting than these guys because I'm actually looking for solutions. I'm trying to find the people to make these things happen, right? And, And like, that should be what they should be doing. We should have ways to be able to evolve what they're doing now towards healthier, uh, more actionable solution oriented um ideologies uh, that mm. people can embrace we can all agree on this but the problem is where's the money in it for them if they do that right so we got to change the incentives <laughs> that's the uh that's that's the main problem but i mean yeah like i say all the time that like they're it's all reactionary and they're not paying attention to the important things so yeah i mean they they uh, man, I could walk around uh, like political things with a puppet, right? That's cute, right. whatever. Um, but they won't report on me, right? Because I'm just this random person yeah. with a puppet, right? Wait, wait, what? What is that person that you're staying with? Have Have you Have you spoke to them on this? Because they're also just a random person living in this country. What are What are their Um, I don't know. Did, did did you tell did you tell the person about our podcast and stuff? No, yes. not not of course. Of course, there are different things. And 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 like what? Like are 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 these are are these people like staunch Trump supporters? Because that's just like the stereotype. I'm sure that you know people also have a mind of their own and live their own lives and that, like can be reasoned. There's no. You know? I don't actually see many Trump signs in this little city. I see a lot of Jesus mm. 2020 signs, which I think is a little funny, but like, <laughs> like yeah. Jesus 2020, that's who I want. <laughs> mm. um, Jalen Poppin says, the media is tortured because it's profitable. We have to make good news profitable if we want to change the media or if we want the media to change. I agree with yeah. them to do a game show instead. Well, I mean, I mean, we, we got to show our discontent with all their BS, right? I mean, they're the reason why Trump got elected in the first place. They created him. Like, seriously. I know they, they, they like to, like, bash him and say how wrong he is and how bad he is. But you, you oh, he's, been he's, the re- he's been great for business. Exactly. So we have to say that, like, no, no, we're not playing this game anymore. So turn off your, your TV. I mean, look, my mom's. My mom's in the other room most of the time watching. I'm, I'm just going to say she's watching Fox like all night and stuff like that. It's like ridiculous. And like we can't, it, it, whatever. 
But the thing is, is that we know, like, and we're up and coming. I think it's a, it's, it's a generational gap. But I think the more that we just don't feed the beast, it's going to stop what it's doing. But you have so many people feeding the beast, and the beast needs to starve before anything can happen, you know? Or else we're going to starve. Well, we need to it's, pick a it's new crazy. Beast, right? That's, that's kind of the point of that comment uh, Jalen made there. Mm-hmm. We need yeah. to find one worthy of feeding somebody who we can put our energy and our money into to grow them. I, you know, obviously we've got many forward Andrew Yang, but we need like a media. um. We need to feed like a garden, not a beast, a garden that can like grow fresh things for us, like feed it with water and sunlight instead of feeding a beast with rage and hate and narcissism and uh, name calling and all this other trash that it keeps regurgitating into the airwaves. Get a nice again, yeah, yeah. We could domesticate the beast. Get a nice little harness. Oh, yeah, our domesticate the, the beast. That's, that's funny. Actually, Faye, you said something about something that was like wild, and I said you should tame it. I don't remember what it was, but I left that comment on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah, like uh, we, we, we need to I think tame. I said life is wild. <laughs> you said something. I don't think it was your life. It was something. But whatever I said is. So wild, I said, but that that's what we try to do as the Yang. You know, one of the things I love doing is just being an ambassador between two people that can't really see eye to eye, especially since I kind of came from that Trump side, but I'm I'm not like I'm, I wasn't one of the people who just like fall in for no reason. Like like in the beginning stages of Trump, I kind of told people like, hey, he, he actually did win for a reason. There was actually some things he was like right about but his solutions were nonsense. And I kind of like lowered the temperature, but other models get off on hiring the temperature. And I heard that there are some people who even get paid to be like trolls and start flame wars and do all of those things, like because it's good for business. But the thing is, is that we need more people working in good faith. Engagement is a metric that a lot of people use to decide whether or not uh, their ads are being effective or the... um the uh, article is being, you know, actually read. So engagement right. means a lot. You can get people to comment a lot more when they're angry than when they're happy. Happy people scroll by. Happy people right. very rarely want to leave a comment on your stuff. They're just like, oh, that was good. What's next? You know, angry people yeah. are ones who are still stuck in that moment, who are still there. So that's why I think negativity breeds so easily compared to positivity. And we need to find a way to change that for sure. That's... That's probably right. one of the most important uh, jobs we have as a generation is finding a way to turn positivity, bleh, positivity into that kind of contagious viral moment. Yep. I feel like the easiest way is cute animal videos. I'm just kidding. But like, you know, <laughs> we do need to figure out some way of making things viral. You know, a, a tactic I met, uh, a, 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 someone I met um, used was to actually... Um, you know, they would make a comment on, uh, or they would post something. Okay, they would post something, and then they would end up, um, uh, you know, putting unrelated tags uh, and tagging additional people, right? That like would not necessarily, um, you know, uh, be connected to this particular topic, right? So they're getting outside of their echo chamber, right? Um, but it was hidden almost subliminally you know, through this, like, cute animal video or some kind of comment, like, oh, that's great. Also, Andrew Yang, right? Like, I don't know. These are techniques that at least I know people have used. Yeah. 
definitely. And, you know, that's um, cute animals are something advertisers use a lot. Um, something I saw on one of the interviews Andrew Yang did with, I can't remember who uh, anymore, but um, there was this giant talking head floating in space. It was Andrew Yang and the guy was sitting down in a chair. If anybody can remember the name of the guy. Um, but they were talking about, he was asking if they actually hire anybody from like advertising firms who does work for like Coca-Cola or whatnot. Those things that really catch on and do that in the political sphere. And uh, Andrew Yang basically said, well, like kind of, but not really. Like nobody hires those people. Shouldn't we move the um, advertisement space a little bit more towards promoting things that aren't necessarily profit producing? Would it, does anybody think that would help? Like actual commercials for good things? I mean, I think we need that. I do. Uh, you know, it's just how do we um, like, you know, only recently have I seen, um, you know, commercials for um, things that our group is actually wanting to um, help promote in the first place. You know, Andrew Yang has some great commercials, but, you know, it actually took them a lot of money. And, and, uh, and if you don't have money as the people, like, what do we do, you know? Well, I mean, one one poor thing is that Andrew Yang, instead of doing those stump speeches, he should have done a lot more rallies. Because, ra- like, like, that's what gets people fired up. That's what gets people, like, engaged. And when he did it in, like, L.A. and New York and Portland and, like, had everybody screaming and jumping up and down, I think that's really what what kind of gets it there and uh you 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 just you got to get people engaged and not just aware of you uh yeah that's the hype train thing right like you got to keep people mm-hmm. involved and emotionally invested and that's a really right. task when there's not an active election for politics without some sort of story or narrative attached to it that people can follow that people can trace and feel like they're part of mm. I I think it's still I mean Trump's still holding rallies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. ginning that, that up against the story that this was a stolen election, but he's just running the old dictator playbook. It's not going to actually pan out, especially with our institutions. Right, yeah. But 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 that's but but you see like still, I mean you can get a lot of engagement. Like let's say Biden gets in one month after, like we're still in the same predicament. I think for a policy idea or a piece of legislation, why no, not hold rallies? There's, there's I, I think uh, we can definitely do some good rallying with the uh, Democratic uh, caucus in both the House and Senate for basic income easily. But after January 5th, the political stage is really different. Like, I really right. do see Georgia becoming solid blue through its House, Senate, and presidential uh, nominations. So when we have Biden on January 20th, we're going to have a Democratic government on all three branches. So I do think we can actually get stuff done in that in okay. that time. Do you think rallies are like no, too no. much? I think or that rallies would be great, but we're still waiting until May till we have a vaccine fully distributed to the point we could have rallies. Oh. We should organize virtual rallies. Okay. Like actual... Like where the intent yeah. is for there to be as many people as possible there, just hooting and hollering at random moments with a couple basic speakers and, you know, just have fun, a party, a, a virtual party. Yeah. I'd be down. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. But uh, but then, like, um, and, and then, like, coordinated campaigns to our, you know, local officials like like flying them all at once and stuff like that and and with like spreadsheets and 
stuff. You know, um, I like whatever we can coordinate in a way that makes the most sense should be fun. <laughs> yeah, make it fun, be an interesting, and and like yeah, encourage people to like have signs that they can hold up um, in front of their cameras and such, like they would at a rally. You know, mm. uh, there's a lot of creativity that happens at those that are. Missing during COVID times, I think people being able to express their political beliefs and um, make a make a display of it. That's what we all want. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. And I think mm-hmm. that that would be really helpful towards keeping people motivated, at least. Yeah. Audience. Shale, you are very quiet today. So <laughs> Just hanging out. It's a oh, you're still here. You didn't leave us. I'll, I'll be right back. I need some water and uh, my <laughs> okay, so, okay. so, um, okay, but like, should we? I feel like we we've tapped out a little bit on this particular topic. Um, what are other things that have been on your guys's mind in um, just like concerns? I mean, you know, we are getting towards the end of December uh, of 2020, right? And Christmas is coming. I'm curious how you um, think that's going to affect um, people. Hanukkah is already here. <laughs> so that's true. Yeah. Um. I. I don't know. I. I just think. Do. Do people not notice that like they're in between a rock and a hard place, and there's like absolutely no reason. Oh, people do notice. It's situation. just not reflected by the mainstream media at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. yeah. And that, that that just amazes me that people just put on a happy face when things are so like crazy and dire. I think that's what's going to happen and, with Christmas. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to get a bunch of like you know uh, displays and edited, created content that creates a sort of illusion of Christmas normalcy from the mainstream media, while right. people are actually evicted and you know everyone's having a terrible time. And the mainstream right. media will have their pretend Christmas, and the rich people will actually have their Christmas parties as per normal. And since the media is presenting everything normal to the rich people, they'll be like, what? What's the problem? You don't need stimulus. You don't need, you don't need nothing from us. Just be our slaves Mary, and die. Mary, Mary, and, you know, Mary, that's what happens. Mary, so, you know, it's like, yeah. The system is just too broken to work within. <laughs> you know, we're all talking like we can fix the system from within it. But uh, what if we can't? I don't know. Merry Christmas. Well, if we, can, we can't, you know. We could, I, I, well, I want to provide a bit of optimism that we can uh particularly these 126 house gop members that are threatening to overturn this election uh there is a good a good chance that the democrats could actually force them to not be seated because of the 14th amendment the democrats never do anything ever I, this is really one of those moments like if we truly win the january uh senate seats and if they actually have a spine to push this fascism out of our democracy? Nope, no spine. Okay, if there's ever a question of do the Democrats have a spine, 100% no, so we know what will happen. It depends on when you're talking about, well, like we have some progressives in now, and we are slowly replacing that. So there might be some people with spine. It depends. No. I, can be applied in selective ways. Like, Real quick, Jalen wants to ask, do you think people would with a social media platform that maintained an obligation to positivity and kindness. Um, I don't think it would remain profitable. So no, because the most profitable thing, the most profit, the easiest way to gain people's attention is their negative energy, negative uh, sort of advertising, negative content. 
So it's always gonna it's gonna be beaten out on the capitalist free market by any other service. Who's humming? Nonprofit then, right? Mm. Yeah. Um. So there was Ello was an attempt to do like a nonprofit, um, open source alternative to Facebook, and it had like you know a lot of backing from some big tech companies, and it still fails completely to even touch Facebook or Twitter's audience. We're at a point where there's so much ossification in social media platforms; it's hard for any new one to come to come and get an audience unless it offers an entirely new medium like TikTok. Um, so if the, if the platform had a new medium and it could grab an audience and somehow perhaps could maintain a, a commitment to goodness and kindness, but um, I don't know. To immediately invade the VR space with a, pla- with a social media platform before that can become too big. Yeah, maybe. I mean, is there anything, does anybody know of any social media platforms on VR? It's not a very, not yeah. conducive to social media in the same way. Chat is the closest I could imagine. Yeah, VR chat. Just recreating, like, uh, uh, locations. Uh, that could be good for, like, doing a virtual rally, but I think that's about the extent of VR being a uh, usable social media. I don't think that it's, I think it's a little too cumbersome for a casual social media. Gotcha, gotcha. Hmm. Just but we to- also must consider how the the people who are falling in poverty will not have access to even a phone that works. Okay. And if they do have a free phone, it doesn't work very well. Right. Uh, you know, and hopefully they have Wi-Fi, Right. So like the easiest way for these people who are unplugged from the internet to get any news is the TV, right. Um, walking by or at bars or, you know, so like you almost also have to consider that like, People who are unplugged are also broke, and they also need the most help. Yeah, but they're the hardest to reach too. Yeah, just when we were, just when we were broadcasting, my uh, my brother hasn't had a job in like a year since he got fired for like doing the right thing at his bartender job. Like you know, very common story. Never never do anything good at your job or you'll get fired. Um, but you know, I just. He, he does not get unemployment or anything. He's got no income. He's had like, no income whatsoever for like a year. So like I've been helping him with my like unemployment money. Is like you know and that's new for me. I wasn't even getting you know, the unemployment plus up gave me more money than I'd gotten in like my freaking life ever. <laughs> so you know I was just like my brother was helping me when he had a real job. Now I got this uh, this fortunate plus up situation and the remnants of regular unemployment, which is piddling. Um, so he like came over and he's like, "Hey, can I have some money for shopping?" And I'm like, "Ah!" And now I'm like stressed out because like I don't even I live like a crazy person because I don't like to spend any money. But he wants like a certain quality of life, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, "Shopping, shopping is a waste." That's what I'm thinking. But you know, I don't say that. We have we've been having a lot of big like, fights about just money. It's stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, I know. So I just I gave him, you know, I gave him forty bucks, and I'm like, just spend the minimum. But that is not productive. He doesn't need to hear that. That's just gonna make him feel bad. <laughs> but uh, I feel like I want to say something. What I want to do is really have like a whole, like I kind of want to have a whole debate about like, do we really need to shop? But that's not gonna go anywhere because we have just kind of, you know, if he feels like we need to shop, then we need to shop. Really. Uh, so that's what happened when I turned my camera off a couple minutes ago. <laughs> that's why I was. That's what I was doing when I had to go away for for a second. I'm sorry that you're okay. It's very normal. It's like done nothing. To, I mean, it's just uh, anyway. Yeah. I I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, 
That sucks. It sucks. I could cry for you right now. Um, yep. We need to. We need a UBI so badly. We really do. Like just tying value, like life to labor, was such a ridiculous decision. And That's I can stupid. understand that we had such low skill labor, like or such low skill work in such high demand. But we've gotten to such a technical level that you have to really want to work at what you're doing if you want yeah. to make any progress or profit. And not just that, but um, for years and years before it becomes something you can really make a living at if you're starting low enough on the scale. Like if you didn't come out with uh, the top end job, you can be working your way up to a job where you can actually afford to have a family for years, decades. Mm-hmm. And especially since... <laughs> America really needs people. I know people talk about an overpopulation problem, but America specifically as a nation is having a dramatic underpopulation of people for as much work that we need to get done. Uh, This green transition is literally going to create so many more jobs than we actually have people for. It's ludicrous. And we need to make this transition happen in a decade if we want to stop California, Oregon, and states. How do we transition though? Infrastructure spending. I mean, it's the same old story for all governments. Yeah. On top of uh, that, we are also in the middle of um, a baby bust. So we were already having declining pregnancy numbers in the U.S. for several years, like at all-time lows every year. Um, and uh, they're assuming that instead of a baby boom, like we got the last time people were trapped indoors because of increased uh Increased contraceptive ability and because of the economic hardships causing people not to want to have children, people are going to choose not to have children, even though like the opportunities are more plentiful with everybody being stuck indoors. So we're and going to have even more The foster system is already like disregarded in that respect. So people aren't going to look to take on a kid, especially with this financial hardship. Like, because the foster system does not balance that financial hardship off at all. Exactly. So we're in a really bad situation as far as uh, reproduction goes, if you want to look at it that way. Um, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. Who, who can afford to have a kid? I was like, I, I knew like, like, tw- like 20 years ago, I just assessed the situation. I was like, that's just not an option. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you could, I mean, you could see a long time ago, we were not going into a situation where we have a kind of prosperity to take care of ourselves with such ease we could also take care of anything else that's not able in, in any capacity i predict okay. uh industrial revolution the fifth one is going to be our burgeoning uh commercial space industry and just doing space industry is going to kill so many thousands of people a year just to get our industry done and the innovations made to protect later generations. Like we still don't know exactly how much cancer we're going to get outside of the moon's orbit. Like uh, we don't know exactly how strong our magnetosphere is at stopping that. And that's going to be the majority area for our space industry. For a long time, at least. Yeah. Oh yeah. So like the whole having children, blah, blah, blah thing. Like my brother and his wife just got pregnant. Right. And it's going to be their second baby. And um, I'm I'm really concerned about how well they can take care of their children, you know, uh, especially during this pandemic. Uh, but, you know, uh, financially even um, just finding stable housing has been kind of um, an issue for them. I mean, at, like 
last year, in the middle of the year, they were able to get like a new car, uh, you know, and they uh, had their own place, blah, blah, blah. Well, then they had their car repossessed because they couldn't afford it, right? Um, because he lost his job. And then, you know, he had to move uh, back with family, uh, I believe. I think maybe now he has a place of his own. But, uh, you know, like the jobs are not um, reliable during this time, you know. And I, I mean, I, I was actually shocked. They told me when they were trying, you know, I, I'm so excited to have a niece or nephew, right? Like, I love that idea. Um, but what future are they growing up in? You know, that's also scary. I'm like, I want to make the world a better place for them to step into because, you know, (laughs) if I wait for them to figure it out, they're probably going to be traumatized by the world several times over by the time they're an adult. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. And uh, a lot of other countries that are having like these plummeting birth rates too, um, like Germany and such, they're doing things to entice in foreign workers and providing compensation for people who move across countries. So that way, when they have their issues where their birth rates aren't making up for the new jobs that they need to be uh, replaced, they already are in position. So, you know, a lot of these uh, countries where there's more like socialist practices are in a position to pick up on the uh, population dips in a way that we are not. And they're looking to entice employees and workers and we're not in a position to make up for that. It's going to be really bad for our economy on a larger scale. Um, although that doesn't really matter to the day-to-day lives of most of us. I mean, it, it, it kind of does. Uh, if we didn't have such policies now, I wouldn't be uh, upset that a piece of technology that I know can exist, it just isn't being manufactured yet, doesn't exist to be bought. I, I literally went to the electrical warehouse asking for a tandem AFCI breaker which I know it will exist. It just doesn't yet because we haven't gotten the electronics to be small enough to fit properly, especially at an economical scale. What does that even do? What do you translate? It's a a, uh, technical breaker for detecting arc faults in electrical circuitry. Basically, anytime um, electricity could leave the wire and arc to some piece of metal, um, an arc fault will detect and stop that. Um, and they are required for uh, residential houses in pretty much every room, uh, bedrooms, hallways, uh, living rooms, kitchens, uh, dining rooms, uh, any other room that can really be uh, a fire hazard, honestly, uh, has to have an arc fault to prevent these arcings. Um, and what a tandem breaker does is it shoves two circuits onto one pole in a panel box. So if you open up your panel box at home, you'll see a, an array of breakers. Each of those breakers are bitten onto one of the metal poles behind it. And some of those breakers have two switches inside of it. Each of those are a separate circuit. And I needed one of those to make uh, the space appropriate in this panel box to fit all the circuitry I need. But unfortunately, I, they, the AFCI version of that breaker isn't being produced because the electronics aren't being aren't small enough. But if we had more people developing this, it would already exist. So yeah, there are tangible uh, benefits to actually paying people, like beyond just getting cash. 
Yeah, well, it would free up their time to actually work on it. Um, you know, maybe uh, a YouTuber has created their own, right? But they have no clout either. So maybe we've never even heard about some of these brilliant ideas that have been invented, you know? And also, the pipeline problems are, are really secondary. I think the pipeline problems are exactly where private sector fits perfectly to build. But unfortunately, there's no profit motive right now because there is no liquidity. I, I don't know. It Quick seems like Goldman. Manny. President Manny joined us in the YouTube chat and uh, he's President Manny on Twitter. I just wanted to say hi real quick while we were like at a small break there. And I didn't mean to interrupt you, Ariel. Please go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So it just seems that it's all like we're going through this unnecessary torture, like a mental construct. And it's so stupid that it's beyond my comprehension. It's, it's, it, it, it's just like, um, it's just ideology is really what's killing us. That's it. That's it. It's not natural. It's, it's not occurring. It's just our ideologies around like deserve and don't deserve. That's causing all of this unnecessary pain and suffering because the people who we have in charge are old and ignorant. Honestly, I think that's just some holdover momentum from the Keynesian era. I think what we have now is really just political stagnation because of our power dynamics. And like I said, I think in 2021, a lot of that's going to ease. And while it will be under a lot of the neoliberal Democrats, at least we'll get action. And action, even if it's great, is better than inaction. People, I mean, I'm going to sound a little extreme, like all deserve to be sent on like a deserted island. And if I could go one step further and say eventually nuked on that island, but Ariel, Ariel, someone could think the same thing about you and you would probably have a problem with that, right? They might not see mm. the side of them that you see. And for somebody to say that to their face or behind their back would really, uh, it's hyper aggressive. But I, I, I think you're joking, right? But like, People do take that to heart and it's not this humanity first kind of approach either. You know, uh, even jokes like this could be threatening, especially if someone is non neurotypical, right? If they, uh, or, or if they don't comprehend these kind of like sarcasm or anything like that. So, I mean, I just, I just, I'm, I'm saying this to be mindful about our wording. You know, we are going to start getting into more people's attention, right? We are going to get more people watching our show that might not be on the same side as us, but may be willing to work with us. But if we attack them, you know, that's not going to get them on our side to help push this narrative forward. I'm just talking about people who are creating unnecessary, you know, damage in the world. But I mean, I could be yeah. causing unnecessary damage that I don't even recognize, right? Well, like on massive scale. But like, uh, if if I said the same thing about Nazis, would someone get offended? But okay, I, I actually, personally, I don't believe that we should kill anybody for anything. Um, if you can contain them, there's really like you have one life, and taking that from any human being, as, and I say this as an atheist, I mean, who doesn't like believe in a soul or an afterlife, that is incredibly precious. You remove that from somebody, you're taking the ultimate um, choice away from them. It's really hard to justify killing somebody else, even if they've killed killed people. If they are no longer capable of causing that kind of problem, if they're not actively able to hurt somebody else, then you yeah. killing them is above and beyond what's necessary. 
And it just adds more negativity into the world. Yeah, I should have. I'll stop at the island part. They should just, it should just be stopped from creating more uh, unnecessary damage. I I think it's education. I think it's people just going in and doing the work necessary, stopping a bystander. Right. Um, but, mm. but like, you know, if, if you get people excited on a project with you, uh, you know, the, these, if you make it seem normal and like, uh, what needs to happen and like, I'm only saying this from my own personal experience because like, as I've been doing this project, you know, I haven't gotten resistance about UBI in this town. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. this town's pretty poor. It's one of the poorest counties like that exists in Alabama. Right. And, right. you know, I'm getting excited and I can see other people like, yeah, I want to help you now. Right. Because they just right. want yeah. to help. But if, but if nobody's doing any of the work, there's nobody to help. Right. And a lot of us like being the followers. We don't like being leaders. That's too much responsibility. Right. But we need to find these leaders and get them activated. Right. And then yeah. all these people causing the problem, they're going to have the spotlight removed from them. Right. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but. But we have to start at a local level. We have to start with the people around us. We have to. And, you know, uh, like, yes, it affects on a global scale. But, like, imagine activating, you know, hundreds of people in one community, right? And then you do that Mm -hmm. in the next community. And you keep going and just keep building momentum. And one day, that momentum is going to crush whatever used to exist there. This work ever looks like it's... It's not something that um, manifests itself the next day after you've put the work in, you know, all of these things that we're doing, all the talk, all the volunteering, all of the conversations, these have long term effects. They take years sometimes to fully manifest. And the fact that we're we have as much as momentum as we do to the point that like 55 percent of the U.S. is now pro UBI directly. You know, that's amazing compared to a lot of other policies and how long it took for them to get there. Yeah, we have that's true. A lot of momentum, and we have a uh, lot of. Momentum. I I guess like my frustration just comes is like I I heard the story of like um some of these like uh managers and supervisors were actually like placing bets in like Tyson of like who who could who would die of, from the virus and like they, they were they were like betting on people dying of this virus and it's like. I just get frustrated that, like, they have that little regard for, like, human life. That it's like, oh, your life is just a game. And, like, if you live or die or, like, no matter how hard you work, it's like, we're we're betting on it. So, like, you're just an expendable thing that we don't care about. It's, it's like, to have, to, to be that callous, like, those those are the people I like to see removed. But it's like... Yeah, I what, what the method of making them live through those experiences that I think is a much better mm-hmm. solution than isolating and all that. But I like I yeah, like yeah. your idea of uh, of basically sending them to poverty boot camp and forcing them to live through the experiences and understand exactly right. Yeah, like that's that's the thing because because it's easy to like be an armchair warrior or whatever and just like cast judgment upon people that you have no idea what things have been like for them when you never had to go through it yourself. And, and that's, and that, and that, and these are the people who now, now would be one thing if they were just a group of crazies online who are doing it, I'd be like, okay, but these are the people making our policy. These are, these are the people who are, who are running the show. And that's what really gets on my nerves. Yeah. No, that's understandable. 
I mean, that's a valid point. These are important, but they're supposed to be represented, okay? There's no accountability. They are supposed to represent their people, right? We, If we could get mm. two-thirds of the population, we can overturn. We don't need the, the president. We could just get it passed, right? Like, I do want to put some, some asterisks on that because while yesterday okay. we did have the first presidential veto overturned in decades, it was on a very, very basic national defense spending bill. And the reason it was vetoed was utterly ridiculous. Getting something as foundationally changing as a basic income through both houses through a president and then through both houses again is pretty much an impossibility. And I don't think it would be necessary with a Biden administration. I'm fairly certain he would uh, pass a UBI if it actually went through both houses. The problem well, is he, be getting promise, through both houses. I'm sorry. He's promised to um, pass any uh, democratically passed legislation that comes before him, basically. Like mm-hmm. he said, if somebody gets a bill through, if it's a democratically sponsored bill, if We've got the majority. We'll do it. He'll sign and, it. And to so. be fair, I mean, every everybody says that, like, people getting the money will be irresponsible. And with those people who are responsible with the money, let the chips fall where they may. I'm not going to have that much empathy for them. For the people who, who are going to be responsible with that money, you have no right of, like, like your ideology withholding like their future and their happiness and their, you know, stuff like that. And for the, and, and a lot of people who are responsible with it, maybe, Hey, they didn't have any financial education, but I'll be, I'll, I'll feel much less guilty because you see a lot of people like begging on the street. I'll feel much less guilty when I know like, like there is a UBI and there's a way to get it to a person and I just pass them by in the way that I'm just like, because you can't, it's, it's like impossible to help all of them. It's like, but then you pass them by and like, you don't know whether they're, you know, you know, like it's, it just feels bad. Like, like, like that. And I'm like, you, you know, you, 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 when, when we know like a UBI is in effect and someone is like, help, help. I just need like, five dollars or ten dollars or something like that we'd be like okay then what did you do with your ubi like we're all getting it like can't fool me that way but when it's not there it's like it's like you feel i don't know it's 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 a bad feeling like just like like thinking you know from passing this yeah having to pass somebody over to help that you know needs it and you can't help them hurts a lot yeah I, is that what you're basically getting at? Yeah, yeah, it's it's bothersome because because it's like it's like you know I'd I'd be doing something but but it's but it's like like you know you know a person has to be like in a stabilized place of like not having too much worry and stress and their own kind of pain and problems before they can take on some other person or other responsibilities, especially if they're not like related to that person. So I'm just saying like that that's like a collective thing and. And then a lot of people say, oh, well, you help them anyway, they'll just waste it. They'll just put it to new, no good use. But it's, it, it, it pissed me off that it's like, okay, but like, you, you don't know that about everyone because maybe some people, they, they got into a car accident or like something, or maybe it wasn't even their fault, or maybe they were just like, let go through no fault of their own you know, because, because of something, because, because that's the way hiring works these days. So you don't know whether they get help, if they're going to be responsible with it or irresponsible with it. 
But if they are getting a lot of help and they are irresponsible with it, okay, then you know that then you know that's finally kind of like on them, you know, because because they chose to be irresponsible. But if they're not getting any help at all, you don't know if they're what how responsible they are or how irresponsible they are. And the, and for the people who just assume that they're just automatically going to be irresponsible, those are the people who I'm I'm disgusted at. Like I just have like a bad time uh, yeah. even thinking about. You know. Yeah. I also I, I have trouble with um, relinquishing the term res- irresponsible or deserving. You know, letting other people define mm-hmm. what is and is not a need for you is. Um, really difficult like a lot of people um are drinking to cope with some psychological pain they can't afford to get taken care of so to them that bottle of beer is the thing that makes the most sense for five dollars and and this is this is the part that's that's just beyond screwed up people people who are having like financial problems and that's leading to psychological problems therapists cost money so it's 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 like you're giving your money to someone to talk about how you're worried about money, how you can't get work, and it's just so ridiculous, you know. <laughs> the snake eats itself. Yeah, The thing is too, but like that therapist needs to eat too, right? So right. It's like yeah, the therapist might want to offer services for free. When I used to be a professional cuddler, people would ask me, like, you know, um, you know, why are you charging for a cuddle if you think people deserve cuddles and that's a healthy thing for them? I'm like, because I have to fucking eat, right? Like, they didn't yeah. comprehend that. And then, like, okay, well, you know, I need you to understand that, like, also by having a, um, you know, money transaction thing, it also created this professional uh, relationship with the other person. It actually protected me to some capacity because people weren't just trying to, like, take advantage of me, um, you right, know, yeah. and thinking, oh, you're just some girl versus, oh, you're mm-hmm. somebody I'm employing. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that that's true, and and that's that's the part that bothers me. It's like then then people who are having all these problems don't have any money to pay the therapist, and it's 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 ludicrous because like I remember it's like when you when you have a job you get like eight free sessions or something like that, but then you really need to see someone is when you feel down on your luck when you don't have any work. Because sometimes that feels demeaning and you really need someone to talk to. But the work is also the source of the money. So it's it's so bad. It's just so terrible that this system is designed in such an idiotic way where people who 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 are on the up and up are like can get extra help, but the people who are really desperate for help can hardly get any help at all. Well, it's the other so thing I want to point up. out here though is like, you know, uh, for example, I know a lot, a, a decent amount about psychology and I try to let people know I'm not like, you know, certified by any means, you know, uh, yeah. but like I freaking understand it. Right. And so I give free therapy to a lot of people and sometimes people confess, uh, something for the first time in their fucking lives. Okay. I can't tell you how many people have said the words. I've never told anybody this, not even my partner. But I feel like I can trust you and I need to say something. Or, well, they might not even say that I need to say it, but they, they finally feel safe enough to share it with me. You know, generally it's being molested as a child, right? Like, or, or some kind of trauma. 
right, as yeah. a child. That generally is what it is, right? But I'm the first opportunity. And uh, you know why? It's because I took time out of my own day, sit with them and listen to them and have them talk. And I meet them where they are. They could be drinking as I'm sitting next to them, or they could be, you know, doing whatever coping mechanism, even if it's harder drugs, right? But for the first time in their lives, they've released this thing they've just held on to and they didn't know what to do with, right? Um, and that release is what's necessary for them to even move forward in their life. It could even help reduce the amount of chronic pain they have because they finally released tension in their back for the first time. You know, like, and, and you know, do I get financial compensation? No. And if they offered me it, I'd be like, please don't feel obligated to, you know, but for me, it's hard to turn down money, right? I'm like, Right, There's no right. obligation, but if you really feel like you need to do this, then please do, you know, but that's something I have to decide too. Um, you know, and people have offered me money after I've, uh, you know, helped them uh, through some kind of trauma, you know, uh, right. but like by being a real human for these people and having all the, you know, understanding of psychology and just being gentle with them, you know, uh, if they are severely traumatized, they might not have anybody in their life who's ever taken that time because that person has already like pushed away all the people they care about because mm -hmm. of, you know, like uh, attachment issues or uh, maybe they uh, broke out in anger, you know, like they're difficult people to deal with sometimes. Um, and, and it's no wonder they're in so much pain. Right. And, yeah. and like there's just not enough people taking the time to check in on their friends. Yeah. Kim W in our chat. Hi, Kim. Um, had this to say, I saw this post earlier today from a therapist that said therapy is great, but in my professional knowledge, people just need money right now. And I think uh, there's a lot of that too. Yeah. I mean, people need support and emotional support and therapy helps with that. But a lot of those issues are stemming from the stress of not having enough to be able to get by and not having enough to be able to get moving. So I agree with that statement too. Dude, all the people that I've had like my like, you know, uh, impromptu uh, quote therapy sessions with, honestly, I swear if they had money or their family had money when they were younger, none of these issues would have even occurred. It is disgusting how many of these problems could have been solved by simply giving these people money directly in their hands. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That, and mean, that's what we're saying. It's it's not like luxury kind of thing. It's just to get up on their feet and then they can take care of things. And when you have money, that puts you in an easier place to earn more of it. Go ahead, Faith. Well, I mean, you're if, if you're uh okay, this is uh, a story from an ex of mine, you know, I'm not going to say names or anything, but like they were trafficked uh, at the age of 13 in their trailer park, uh, like little area. Um, and sometimes just for a case of beer. Okay. It was very traumatizing for them. And, you know, it, it's really sad that that's where it was. But imagine if the parents had money, they wouldn't have even considered to do that with their child. Right. Right. I don't, right. at least I assume so. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there's right. mental health issues that cause that. But I bet you if their parents had money, they would not have been trafficked. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing how with this like zero sum capitalism game we got going on here, dignity is for sale. Like how, how many people have like opened up only fans accounts? Yeah, and, and that's a big thing too, right? Like, uh, right. you know, um, people have suggested for me to do that. I'm like, I will not sell my body 
uh, for right. money. I can find, uh, you know, other ways yeah. to do it, but I am not going to do that. You know, it's degrading, right. it's objectifying, and then you get sexually harassed and that's traumatizing right. in its own. So these people, I mean, maybe they're making money and maybe they're enjoying themselves, but you know, statistically there's going to be some like fucktard who comes on there and really destroys that person's energy. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. and this uh, harassment, especially like, and I don't mean to um, down the guys in the chat or anything, but like women experience it at a very different uh, rate and very different way than men do. So when uh, when you have to expose yourself to the types of people who want you to do those sorts of things, a lot of them are um, a little off, um, I could say. I mean, oh, I yeah. had a guy who was like, you should work for Hooters. And I was like, I do not appreciate comments like that. I do not want to song and dance for somebody to make sure I can feed my fucking self. You know, like, no, thank you. I don't want to be objectified. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it, it was a demeaning comment and it didn't even register how demeaning it was until I said something. But sometimes women, they don't know how to respond to comments like that. They'll just like, ha ha ha. Thanks. Right. You know, like, no, I am no longer going to take those kind of comments and just sit idly by. Right. People can learn manners. Right. They can learn man right. manners. People are such assholes. It's it's so and, and when you, but when you're a guy, it's 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 kind of like, oh, you know, why don't you just work uh, or, or, or something like that? It's like it's like it's not something I like and it's not something I saw myself doing. It doesn't have to be a sexual thing, but it's like just just anything just for UPS or FedEx and anything. It's like go to hell. I, I like science. I like technology. I like creativity. And that doesn't fit in that category. So shove it up your ass. It's like I get it pisses me off. Even though it might not be a sexual thing, you know. Yeah, those are Hi, definitely Angela. different levels, yeah. but there's Hi, there's a lack of respect oh. for oh. Uh, somebody's personal vision of who they are in both situations. Yes, one yes. Is, but one is definitely clearly like the larger uh, problem. Right. We, we get where you're coming from. Hi, Angelo. Right, Angelo. How's it going? I'm surprised you popped in. Oh, pretty well. Did you, yeah. Did you feel like chiming in on the conversation? Yeah. I might, but for right now, I'm just listening. Okay. Cool. <laughs> right. like the last 10 minutes anyways before we're right, done. Yeah. But I want to also point out something. You know, there's this phrase that people, like it's an unwritten contract, is ask cash or grass, okay? And so if somebody's <laughs> going to help you out, like maybe they give you a ride, you got to give them ask cash or grass. Like somebody once said that to me, right? And I was like, well, I don't have any weed and I don't have any cash, but I don't want to be objectified by you. I don't want to do things with you. So like what? I can't get your help because of it, you know, and other people mm -hmm. actually behave like that. They just assume right. that that's what I agree to. And like, you know, oh, I've been putting myself in these like uncomfortable situations to make sure you're taken care of with your just human basic needs. Now show me your body. Uh, what? Oh. That happened to me, and I'm not okay with that. Mm -hmm. But no, these kinda... people don't even hear because nobody can stand up and say anything about it. Mm -hmm. That's terrible. Such a shame. That's really bad. Such too. a freaking yeah, that's shame. That's not right. And what the only reason yeah, I get that is because I'm a female, right? And right. I'm in it's a vulnerable a... situation, and you offered your help. That seems like exploitation of a very 
shitty situation and you should like but these things happen these are how people grew up and you know it's like right. how are you going to stop this unless you put your foot down right? right how do you stop this unless you have the words well to say? I, I i like another place my foot can go is right up there you know where but that's it's neither here or there <laughs> it, it's it's, but see, it's as a female i can't attack this man i right. i do not feel safe attacking this man i have no desire to attack this man but i feel violated mm, to my joke. soul and in their minds they're like well i didn't rape you you just raped uh, my soul by making this request and not thinking about how that affects me yeah people don't yeah. think that i get i get sexually harassed consistently or 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 at least um ob- objectified you know like hey sexy um, thank you for the compliment, but I don't appreciate comments like that, right? These are things I've had to develop because it's happened too much. And people don't see it. They just think, oh, she's pretty. Oh, she gets what she wants because she's a female and she looks white. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, there's a, it's a very dark side. People try to groom me for things. People try to convince me to do things I don't want to do and then make me feel ashamed for it. And this happens more often than I even talk about because I've only gotten past that point where it was like really inhibiting me, right? Because it, it literally stuck me in my trauma and I kept going in trauma loops and I kept actually falling into these traps. I didn't know how to get out until I went to therapy and stopped drinking. And, and, and it's just like, but money makes people think like they can have these kind of conversations. I think businesses like Hooters is actually very immoral and I, you know, and, and, and strip mm. clubs, but I've gone to strip clubs and I've gone to Hooters. Right. But like, I don't know how to feel about it anymore now that I've kind of like adjusted my mindsets, you know? Um, mm. But really, I if that, uh, like, I, I hate to interrupt, but like uh, strip joints and all that, like, I don't think they're immoral. I think they're immoral. So long as we have a society where, um, you cannot uh, go to school or you can't further your life without having capital and people will exploit themselves for capital in ways they would not mm-hmm. otherwise. But if we have a UBI, those things, you know, people and, and we had better uh, college costs and medical costs and that sort of thing. If people wanted to do that, then those would be the people who wanted to do that at that stage. And, and you know what? I agree with that. If we had UBI, I would feel like these people were there by choice. But until that happens, I don't think these people are there by choice. And if they are, I, I'm, I'm curious what brought them to that decision. Um, you know, was it because somebody exploited them when they were young and they didn't know how to say no? Or they were like told that that's the only way they get money? You know, like these are things I want people to at least consider. Just consider, you know, I'm not going to try and change anybody else's behavior. And if that's what makes your life better, fine. But do consider the after effects of your decisions of even going to a place like that. How is that person like, are they are they doing drugs because they're coping with the amount of sexual harassment they just had? You know, like, just consider that. Absolutely. I'm a little passionate about that. <laughs> how long have you been living this for how long? Like you, you're on the street, you're exposed to people in a way that a lot of us really aren't. Like I go into my house and uh, if somebody mm. whistles at me on the street when I'm walking with my husband, I just go in the house and forget about it. And that rest of my day is fine. You don't really decide when that stops for you, right? Because you're like exposed to it constantly. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, and, and during the two years that I've been traveling the U.S., I don't know how many times it's happened. I do, and when I'm a single woman traveling the U.S., I don't have somebody to tell me it's okay. It's going to be okay. Don't worry about that asshole. You know, I can call a friend. 
or whatever to help me through that. But like, it's, it's difficult and it takes a toll, you know, I've figured out ways to self care, you know, journaling or playing my ukulele, you know, but these are techniques that I've figured out to work for myself, you know, and I'll call a friend. And if someone really gets under my skin, oh, yeah, I'm definitely venting to somebody, even if it's somebody I just like, randomly just met and cried and like got a hug from right you know these are things that um people don't see maybe as such a big deal that i think needs to be a little more in the awareness of people that's a beautiful contrast too that though that you know you just mentioned like strangers will give you hugs to help comfort you over this kind of thing when you vent at them so you know I, I, I don't mean to like that's not doesn't make up for it in some way or anything like that, but it is a nice thing to know that there, um, there are people out there who are willing to extend that kind of kindness and sympathy to somebody they don't know. Yes, yeah. and I've had many people come and comfort me along my journey because, like, I have to because that's what I need in the moment, and I think people want to help. Yeah, uh, like Faye, you should really like write an autobiography about all this stuff, you know. Oh, like, man. Uh, but it's probably a lot. Like, buy it. But, <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's like it's, it's gonna be like a book. Like, who knows? But, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I think that this this is so important because I think one of the main pillars of having a UBI is like you can't exploit me anymore. Whether you're a man, a woman, I don't care if you're a Martian, you're from Venus. It's like, no, 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 no. I can meet my own basic needs, so I don't need some asswipe, you know, forcing me to do things that I don't want to do, whether it's sexual or non-sexual, just so I can have a roof over my head, a place to sleep, and, you know, access to, you know, sanitation and all that stuff. It it should not be this way because, because we just extended slavery you know, because what did the slaves do when they were done being slaves? A lot of them, like, became sharecroppers. Oh, you're done being a slave. Well, here's your freedom. Well, you know, the, the, the person who was holding you as a slave provided you with, like, a bed, like, a house, food. Even though they may have been whipping you. Even though, but it's like, oh, you're free? Here, go out into an empty field. It's zero. And then make a living that way. It's like, how the hell are you going to do that, you know? And so, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know, common sense this way. It's it's like we, we like to think of ourselves as civilized and futuristic when, me- like, on a, on a mental, emotional level, we might as well just be cave- keep being cavemen. Cavemen with computers and iPhones and printers and all these modern technologies, even airplanes, as well just be. Well, some people don't know how to control their sexual urges either. And they think that their uh, release is somebody else's obligation. Um, You know, some of these people behave as if like them having blue balls is somehow my fault and I need to take care of it. You know, that's not my responsibility. I'm sorry that you feel that way. But, you know, go to the fucking bathroom and do something and don't fucking tell me about it if you fucking have to. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not my responsibility. It never was. Mm -hmm. But like, definitely not. And but they behave Mm -hmm. that way, you know, and and it's like, where did our education go wrong that people think that that's okay? This isn't something that you learn in formal education. This is something that, you know, people learn from families or lack thereof when it comes to being taught basic decency. Yeah. 
We are pretty much at the two hour mark, guys. Do we want to um, start closing out for the day, though? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get our handles. Okay, who wants to lead? Uh, I'll go. That's fine. Uh, my Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok handles are Tisdoney, T-I-S-D-O-N-E-Y. Um, I'm still kind of stranded in Alabama, but I'm actually um, trying to, uh, you know, um, help this little town out. Um, but I need financing to um, take care of my inevitable human needs. So if you guys have anything to spare, uh, my uh, Venmo is Art by Doni. My um, Cash App is Faye Doni. And my PayPal is pulling a Doni. Um, and uh, yeah, anything helps. And if you can't, you know, support, uh, you know, check in on me, make sure I'm okay. That, that, that works for me too. But anyways, uh, let's pass it to Ariel. So um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Ariel's Ariel. So that's A-R-I-E-L-S, A-E-R-I-A-L-S. And uh, you can find me at youtube.com slash revolutionary think. I guess I'll go next. Um, I'm Sheridan. You can find me on Twitter at jsabergamer. I'm not sure if you can follow me right this second because my account got locked because I called the uh, leader of the Lincoln Project a fascist enabler and I told him to go die. Oh, wow. Because I truly don't believe fascists deserve to live at all. Um, And uh, Twitter uh, blocked me and locked my account. So uh, try to follow me if you can. (laughs) The appeal should be going through because this is clearly a First Amendment, First Amendment protected speech. Like I can call people who they are, like especially from the Lincoln Project, like for real. I called uh, Judge Judy the B word, and I got yeah. twelve hours. Such fiery youth in this room. <laughs> Funny on YouTube at the Odd Party. I do a couples gaming and storytelling channel with my girlfriend, and we're probably going to do a stream later today of something. Uh, and uh, you can find our Patreon and PayPal links at that YouTube channel. That's uh, really sweet. May, how about you? Where can we find you? Okay, well, you can find me on Twitter uh, at at Mia Songbird. You can m- find me on Frey.World, and that's just Mia Songbird. I am available to talk to anytime you want to, Tuesdays and Fridays at Humanity Hangs. Um, you can find more information about that on Humanity Forward, or you can follow me on Twitter and watch for that. <laughs> My uh, son popped over and decided to try and interrupt me here, but I'm going to try and finish this out real quick. I think that's about everything. I'm going to be doing The Low soon with Boys from Mindful Skeptics, and uh, you can look for me there. And there's some fun stuff going on with Humanity Hang soon, but I am uh, still learning about that. So we will uh, talk more about that later. Yeah. Have a great night, everybody. Thank you, Mia. Sheridan, did you call Mia May? I think I might have. <laughs> you I'm did. Sorry. No, it's okay. I was, I was just like, I was like, nobody commented. I was like, did I imagine that? No, it's obviously it was a portmanteau of Faye and Mia, and that's fine. It happens. <laughs> Yeah. Not sure I can. So my name is Angelo. You can find me on Twitter at Hellion Hellfire. All right. Sweet Angelo. It was always good to see you, Angelo. Everyone speaks very highly of you when you're not here, you know. The more you stay away, the more everyone imagines you're doing great things. So keep it up. No. <laughs> also, Angelo. Uh, it's good to see you again. Um, I hope you'll. I hope you talk more um, sometime soon in the future. Love to hear hear from you and catch up a bit. Um. 
My name is Shale. Uh, my Twitter is S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y, Shale Riley. I'm on Twitter. We'll be back at 8 o'clock Eastern with Lighter Fair playing a video game that I like a lot called AI Dungeon. <laughs> Mia, I know you didn't roll your eyes at AI Dungeon. I'm sure it was something else. <laughs> yeah, uh, my son Tristan wants his tablet. It's only got 2%. That's fair. All right. Me, but I That's fine. Uh, <laughs> That's oh. fair. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been distracted by it. Uh, yeah, no. That's... um. Come come to AI Dungeon. I, I really would like to show you this game because it's bonkers. And anybody listening, you gotta see this. Uh we'll be on YouTube, eight to ten Eastern with AI Dungeon. It is like an old text adventure, but freeform. Like the AI will write text to you instead of being limited to some pre written commands that you access through, you know, us predetermined scripting. Like the old Zorks. How, how do you <clears throat> to actually like maintain a through line, or do you just not bother trying? So uh, you just don't have to; it just does it. So Mia, the way it works is with Jeep three language, uh, basically guessing. It's a uh, language um, library that uh, basically predicts uh, what would most realistically happen, and it's been programmed to display as a proper D and D game. Natural language processing. I've played AI Dungeon. It never seems to be able to keep up with me. What? Well, come tonight if you can, or watch the stream. I know you're busy, but like, when you have five minutes, watch the stream of yesterday or what we do tonight, and and, and comment on what we've done. Maybe maybe uh, you can tell us why it couldn't keep up with you because it seems to be fine with with us. We have a crazy game from last night. You can check out. <laughs> It's uh, it's like we kind of started we started by recreating the twenty uh, the twenty nineteen uh, primary you know with like Bernie and and Yang and like at the at a debate and then and then uh, the phase you know phase kid Zephyr wanted to play so Asaga the Wind God was also a candidate and things just really went haywire but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Right, he ran for he ran for president for a while till he decided that all that all politicians were evil and he would blow them away in a, in a gust of wind. So I won't spoil it. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah, it was a good story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a good Bernie impression. God to come along and blow away all the problems and we'll be great. Yeah, Fasaga, Fasaga, twenty twenty four, Fasaga, the wind god. Okay, good night, everybody. <laughs>